Rebecca Conran here on the New Story Podcast. We are looking at the energy report for May the 4th through the 10th, where we check out the astrological aspects, the spiritual themes and meanings. We look at a tarot and we consider a ritual or some kind of a thing to take action on. This week, the theme I've chosen is I am willing to love and accept all aspects of myself. I am willing to love and accept all aspects of myself. The tarot card that came up this week is the Ten of Pentacles. So in the Osho Tarot, it's called We Are the World, and we couldn't feel more drawn to this vibration at this time. So pentacles are about uh, material realities. Ten is kind of the number of fullness, you know, something coming uh, through a whole cycle. Wanting to achieve material security and then expecting it to last is a conservative belief system. And in one way or another, we all actually have this expectation. This card asks us to not seek permanence and avoid change, but rather to keep the long view in our sights. So at this time, we've, we've all come together as communities to work with less on the material plane so that we can support the survival of human life. However, we have seen the greed that exists, that already existed, really pushed to the limit even more. In order for us to all succeed materially, we need to change the rules about how we work with material resources. We need to learn how to accept less materially if it means that our fellow human is going to have what they need. If it means that we will have a bit less money, um, but all in our collective can afford food, shelter, adequate health care, etc., we've got to accept this responsibility. So I think this theme, it's really a collective theme, right? It's, it's seen, it's highlighted the most by big business right now. So a big business that may be furloughing employees Right, making them the responsibility of um, of the collective, while the CEO still keeps multi-million-dollar bonuses and paychecks. Right, so we've got to take care of one another, and we've got to demand that others take care of us too. So, in as much as my fellow human suffers, I also suffer. If my fellow human is able to live in dignity, I will too. We are one. So this is the theme that we're working with right now on the material plane. This is really about equality. The ritual this week is acknowledging that the enemy is within. This is a tough one. It might make you feel angry or frustrated to hear what I'm going to say. But stay with me and consider that it's just information or food for thought. It's not something that you're required to believe in uh, at this time. Um, It's just... It's just a, 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 a one, one person's uh, suggestion. The most confronting thing I believe that humans face is to confront the enemy within. All that we are discouraged about in life has a vibrational match within us. 
So if we feel victimized by what is happening, it's not the outer experience that is causing us pain, it's the internal process around it. Wherever we are in pain and suffering, there's a part of us that is unwilling to accept and love all aspects of ourself. I don't say this in any kind of accusatory way. I say this in the hope that we'll learn to have such a deep compassion for ourselves that our life experience will shift, right? So we will have a different experience based on the internal shifts we will make. That doesn't mean necessarily that we will suddenly uh, have everything that we need. It just means that how we relate to not having what we need will shift. If you feel victimized by your life experience, you really have to look inwardly at where you seek to victimize yourself. Give that aspect back their sovereignty as only you are able to. So where is the enemy within you? Where do you judge, criticize, shame, abandon yourself, or relinquish responsibility? Acknowledging that this is happening and seeking to see through the eyes of compassion is in order order to heal this week. So acknowledging where the enemy may be our own ability to victimize ourselves or seek victimization, Um, our own ability to seek disempowerment or our own ability to seek helplessness. Um, So again, these things need our compassion. They need our gentleness. They need our soothing and mothering and being um, kind in order to help these aspects to heal and come into a place of uh, feeling your sovereignty all the time. So let's get into this week. Um, Monday, this is a big, big week. We got a lot of things going on. First, I'll just mention that uh, we also have, uh, this is a big month. May is a big month. The biggest moments this month are the nodes are going to shift signs this week on May the 5th. We've also got a full moon in Scorpio on May the 7th, and we've got Saturn stationing retrograde on May 10th. So that's all big stuff happening this week. Next week, we've got Venus stationing retrograde on May the 13th, Jupiter stationing retrograde on May the 14th, And then we've got Pallas, uh, two asteroids, Pallas uh, and Juno, uh, stationing retrograde. Um, Pallas is stationing retrograde on May the 17th, and Juno is actually stationing direct in Libra on May the 26th. Um, All of those things we're going to discuss, but just to make note, you know, the first few weeks of this month are massive adjustments. Um, And I know we're thinking we've already been making massive adjustments. Uh, We are in the thick of it you know, and in some way I think that our souls signed up for these kinds of, um, these kinds of, uh, major paradigm shifts. So in some way we are more than capable to, to get through this time. Um, but it is a time where we're going to have to be even more gentle with ourselves as, as usual, um, because there's a lot going on. So, uh, Let's get into this week. So Monday, we start the week on Monday, the 4th of May, and we've got the sun in conjunction with Mercury, both of them in Taurus. So the sun, which is our collective identity, it's going to be collaborating and emboldening and empowering uh, Mercury, which is the mind, our communication, both of them in Taurus. And the theme of this meeting is emergence which is the process of coming into view or being exposed after being concealed. 
So the point of focus here is on self-sufficiency and self-discovery. Taurus is security conscious in the material world. It seeks to gather resources and be resourceful. Um, you know, it's very funny. Many a forager was a Taurian, right? Just like learning how to like find resources and make the most out of them wherever we go, right? Using everything, especially connected to earth and mat and our material needs. So, uh, but as we identify with this Taurus energy mentally with Mercury, we see where we need to practice patience to work together in unity for the common goal, to prioritize and surrender to downsizing if necessary, you know, to really find resources uh, in unconventional places. Um, right now, things cannot go on as usual, right, or as, as normal, like pre-pandemic. We all will have to relinquish what we knew, what we had, and look to the future with an open mind. And we may have to do this with less money, less profits, less resources in general, especially if it's in service to the whole of humanity, right? Landlords are going to have to surrender uh, making profit off of tenants when income is no longer what it was. Things need to be re renegotiated. We must all share the fiscal responsibilities of our communities. We all need to share what we have with our fellow man. With the moon in Libra on this day, we are more apt to look for ways to work in a peaceful and collaborative way, and uh, but we want to watch being overly polarized in terms of our experience of so seeing things in black and white, or there's only these two options. Um, we're also going to be feeling yesterday's Venus square Neptune. For over the next month, we're going to be feeling that energy. Uh, so feeling Sunday, May the 3rd's Venus square Neptune. So it's entirely possible right now that we feel a lot of confusion around our what we need in terms of security um, or how to get it. Um, over the Venus retrograde period that's coming up, we really have an opportunity to make deep changes in terms of changing the patterns, the beliefs and values that led us to constantly manifest the same results, even now, right? Manifesting the same fears. Um, if Venus is considered love in our relationships to self and to others, Neptune is considered to be unconditional love or the love that transcends attachment and becomes divine and free. So we, we might have believed that our highest goal uh, before this pandemic was to achieve love and partnership, when it's really partnership with spirit that leads to giving and receiving love as a way of life. So these are all major themes that we're going to be considering on Monday and, and just through these next few weeks. Um, so learning how to just use uh, to surrender to less, um, to make more out of less, basically, um, is going to be important. And, uh, you know, collaborating with our communities is going to be so key. Sharing, uh, trading, you know, um, like... How do we all offer what we can into the whole, right? While, while also, also being supported, we, are, we take a role in supporting as well. Tuesday the 5th is a big, 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 big day. I love the energy of five and five because fives represent freedom and independence. And, you know, this is so necessary. Uh, big shift today. The North Node is entering Gemini and the South Node is entering Sagittarius. So we had... Pretty harsh transit with the South Node and Capricorn. 
Um, the North Node in Cancer felt really good, right? We're destined to uh, take care of one another, to be more caring, to be more nurturing. Uh, that felt good. Um, what was really difficult was letting go of, um, you know, the energy of achievement, status, career. You know, we shed a lot of layers of dense energy from our earthly lineages to do with um with that, with those Capricorn themes. So you did that, you know, thank you. You did so good. Uh, it was really fucking hard. This was so hard while everything was in Capricorn and really hitting on our karma with the South node in Capricorn. I mean, it was really, really difficult. We've made some huge adjustments in the way that we, um, are clearing like our ancestral lines. Um, and we were there for two years, right? Or 18 months. So it wasn't like, <laughs> it was not an easy transit. Um, now we now we move into a different uh, force of destiny and karmic release. And I'm excited because this is my node placement. We've got North Node moving into Gemini, South Node in Sagittarius from 2020 here till January of 2022. Um, it's going to be difficult. Uh, but I'm excited because I want to move further into my destiny. Fuck yeah. Uh, shed those layers. I'm ready. Um, she says before the shit hits the fan. No. <laughs> um, the shit's always hitting the fan. And then I'm always moving towards destiny. So it's all good. It'll be more of the same. So we're not quite finished with all of the Capricorn themes, obviously. But we may be able to integrate the energy more easily with this nodal shift. Um, again, be really proud of yourself, what you've accomplished over the last 18 months, uh, especially if it's changing your own level of perception, your own pursuit of um, things like achievement, career, status, authority, uh, discipline, things like that. Um, great. Good for you. You know, like any kind of shifts that we personally made helped the entire whole. So now the karmic pressure is going to shift uh, to releasing through Sagittarian themes and using the highest expressions of Gemini in our evolutionary growth. So Gemini's natural ruler is Mercury, the planet that rules technology, communication, short distance travel, the mind, and uh, thinking processes and science. So we're learning how to become adaptable, light on our feet, curious, and communicative. You know, really using communication as a way to uh, enforce our destiny, which is why 2020 is the year of mastering our minds. We can really see this. Um, uh, we can see that, um, you know, mastering our minds helps us to really become a master of our creations by honing and focusing on inner dialogue in a positive way. So the energy is here for us to really make waves in terms of that inner dialogue uh, which is great for anybody on the spiritual path. Um, there's also going to be leaps and strides made in our ability to harness technology for good with this North Node in Gemini. We may rely on communication, right? Harnessing communication in a positive way. So we may be relying on science and scientific experts to show the way forward through Jan January 2022. Um, Sagittarius natural ruler... Uh, I do want to make a note, though, you know, like, yeah, so you want to, like, um, rely on scientific experts, but not just, like, one scientific expert, right? Like, we really need to, like, see it as a whole group of minds with something to add in. 
um, and less of like looking to one person to give us all of the answers. We also need to make sure that there's a vibrational match between what someone is saying and our own logical processes, right? So we need to be listening and paying attention to any intuitive impulse that comes up around what somebody says. Because what we're getting ready to let go of this year is the ability that we may have to blindly follow others, blindly believe in things that we actually have not become educated ourselves on, right? So Sagittarius the natural ruler is Jupiter, and this rules expansion, beliefs, and philosophy. It's a wonderful energy, uh, and Sagittarius is a wonderful energy. So this isn't about us like needing to let go of those great uh, positive qualities of seeing things in abstract ways or finding meaning outside of reality or harnessing our sixth sense as well as our more tangible senses. Those are all really positive aspects. Uh, what we want to be releasing is the shadow aspects, right? The ways that this energy can manifest in a way that doesn't support oneness, doesn't support uh, the whole consciousness. So Sagittarius is a master of general knowledge. It knows a little bit about a lot of things on an intuitive level. Where this becomes a shadow aspect is where we are asked to, and where we're being asked to release karmically, is where we see blind faith and beliefs that shut out facts and science. I mean, I think we all have examples of that that we could that we can, uh, you know, uh, see in the media and even in our families. Um, just because you believe in God or or even in spirit, it doesn't mean that you're not going to die or contract coronavirus for one. Okay, a belief in God or spirit also doesn't negate the fact that we need to respect precautionary methods like wearing masks and practicing social distancing and washing our hands. Um, these things can coincide. They're not either or, right? Like it's not, it doesn't mean you don't believe in God if you believe in um, precautionary hygiene around the virus, right? Um, but Sagittarius and its less desirable qualities can really shut any, everyone and anything out to follow its own beliefs blindly. And this is a, this is a dangerous aspect that we see in our, um, in our collective that causes a lot of needless suffering, and it's something that needs to shift. Um, but we're going to continue to see people acting on warped beliefs, religion and otherwise, or aspect abstract thoughts that make no fucking sense when weighed against actually common sense or our rational perceptions, right? An example of the perfect marriage of Sagittarius and Gemini would be something like holistic integrative medicine. So today's allopathic medicine is actually very good at physical diagnosis, where holistic medicine is great at healing and treatment. So to marry science and intuition is to create balance. And it could also be about not just uh, how we treat this um, virus in uh, when you have the virus, but how we treat the human beings in preventative measures, right? There's so much you can be doing um, uh, to also create health in your body and to create a, an atmosphere of wellness where it doesn't necessarily mean you won't get coronavirus, but it means that you'll have a better opportunity, your immune system will be healthier, uh, and you'll be able to stave off uh, a deeper level of sickness. Now, we don't really see much about this in the news, do we? We don't see Dr. Fauci talking about uh, how necessary holistic medicine is in terms of like just taking the best care of ourselves as we can or relinquishing certain things, certain substances, certain 
um, uh, certain ways of eating, right, that actually do more harm than good when we're when we're looking to have a nice clean system to work from, to work to have health working from. So here we are. We're we're looking to really marry these things, to really marry um, the uh, spiritual process and the rational scientific process. And that's really what this nodal shift is all about. It's an opportunity to grow through integration of reality and facts and intuition and spirituality, especially when it's used to serve the whole and not selfish ideals. On a very practical level, one Sagittarian theme that we will probably need to let go of for a while here, I don't, even, I don't know if it'll be through January 2022, but I don't think that long distance travel is going to be advisable during this time, which is a theme of Sagittarius. But short-term travel is still possible. So making the most of where you live, um, of uh, you know uh, things that are close to you, traveling within communities, etc., um, or just staying home. These are going to be things that we just really have to acknowledge and surrender to. With the nodes, um, uh, the more that we are going to align with the energy of the North Node, which is those positive traits of Gemini, we're going to naturally see the unresolved energy of the South Node being released, right? So if we follow our beliefs blindly, these shadow aspects of Sagittarius, uh, if we use things like clear, curious communication, we can actually create education around some of those uh, belief systems that need to be released and evolved, right? So we use communication to help. Uh, so all of these positive aspects of Gemini are really going to help to uh, shift the unresolved energy, uh, the releasing that we need to do karmically through Sagittarian energy. I also think moving into Gemini is going to help lighten the mood in a very real way over the upcoming months. Uh, there is like a real uh, availability of play um, to us um, and connecting with others or our social connections are going to be important. Um, but again, we need to make sure that those social connections are really things that uplift us and don't just drag us back into old patterns. This is a huge shift on this day, so honor that and take your time. The moon in Libra on this day also has a bit of a roller coaster ride. It's going to make positive aspects to both Venus, which is the anima, and Mars, the animus, meaning this can be a positive day for connecting with others, creativity and achievement of desires. We're going to feel more sympathetic towards others, and this allows a compassionate spirit to flow that we can act on today. However, these flowing transits are also cut by the moon squaring both Jupiter and Pluto. That's our expansion and transformation. So perhaps the breakthrough possible here is that we can have a deep compassion for our enemies, both outside of us and within. You know, everybody is seeing from their level of perception. Those whose behavior reflects a deep ignorance in perception also deserve our compassion. Where there's suffering, violence, a willful expression of trauma outwardly, there is also a void of love. So while we don't condone terrible behaviors, uh, while we still seek to evolve and shift them, we must never forget our humanity, our ability to see to the core of humans, to that innocence that has been degraded and then turned into suffering. On Wednesday the 6th um, of May, the moon in Scorpio on this day is building to fullness, which is going to peak tomorrow uh, when we have the full moon in Scorpio. So on this day, as we build into that, you know, um, Scorpio actually rules 
the bowels, right? So letting shit go is going to be really paramount on this time. And on a practical level, doing a cleanse over these few days could be really supported by this energy, you know, as well as moving stagnant energy in the body through movement. The moon has a tense meeting on Wednesday with Saturn and Aquarius. There's an urge to become secure through achievement that is being restricted currently. OBS, right? There may also be some lessons around self-discipline that we need to harness. Uh, one of the G-rated lessons I received during this quarantine, I always call G-rated lessons like things that like could become bigger issues, but are really just like those little prods in the side that are like, what are you doing? Um, so one of the G-rated lessons I received during this quarantine is to not sacrifice who I am in order to not feel physical loneliness. So I may be in need of connection, but if those connections don't reflect me being my best self, then being alone is the discipline I need to maintain until it's time to reconvene with those on a similar path to me. So the moon opposing Uranus, it can mean the spark to make changes ignites in surprising ways. The desire to leave the past behind and start new can be a catalyst today. Um, and just remembering, like, you know, sometimes self-discipline is really necessary for us. It's, a, it's actually a kindness for ourselves. You know, it's a kindness to go to bed at a certain time if your body needs the sleep right? But that's, that may be a discipline or a restriction or a limitation in some ways. But um, just remembering that sometimes a limitation and a restriction can be a kindness. Thursday, the 7th of May, we've got this full moon in Scorpio. The goal of Scorpio is to overhaul stagnation by embracing change. Scorpio being ruled by Pluto, it knows how to get to the business of transformation. It has the depth and the courage to face death and rebirth. This can be a time when whatever is hiding within the recesses of your soul can come out into view. Full moons are points of release. They end emotional stories. They are times of shedding and decay. So that may be represented by people, behaviors, or situations um, that reflect changes we need to make internally, or it may be emotions or beliefs that rear up that require our deep reflection and compassion at this time. Scorpio can highlight places where we are obsessed or addicted to, and our anxieties around this energy will reflect exactly where changes need to take place. So issues around sex and controlling behaviors and risky behaviors, they could all manifest during a Scorpio full moon as we try to avoid change. Surrender, surrender, surrender is the name of the game. Did you try screaming into a pillow last week? <laughs> As was the advice I gave in the ritual. You can always use it this week. You could use it every day if you want. This is a great day to have a ritual around release. So you could just take any kind of small object in your, hand, in your hands, like a leaf or something like that, imbue it with what you're ready to surrender, and then set fire to it and give it back to spirit. Um, all right, love. So big full moon energy, uh, Friday, the eighth and Saturday, the ninth, the moon is going to be in Sagittarius on these days. And I think that's really going to help lighten the mood after the Scorpio full moon, uh, just for these couple of days. Um, these are great days to travel and explore in your mind and your creativity. 
The moon is making positive connections with Chiron on Friday. That's the wound where the light gets in. And that means we can use our spiritual impulses on this day to nourish and soothe our suffering as well as experience some innovation in our own health and healing. Maybe we had some realizations over the full moon and we can sort of feel the ignition in, in making those changes on this day. Make the pursuit of play and bringing out your own natural innocence a top priority on these days. Go for a bike ride maybe or dance or something like that in your house. The moon in Sagittarius is going to be aspecting Venus and Neptune on Saturday. And that means that we can imbue our needs, wants, and desires with who we are at a spiritual level and with a higher truth. Um, but that's our choice, again, because there's always the shadow aspect where we can just ignore, hide, and uh, let that volcano keep building inside of us um, until we are forced to make changes uh, the hard way. So on Sunday, the 10th, the end of the week, uh, it's Mother's Day. And, you know, Saturn is going to turn retrograde on this day in the evening. So there's a heaviness that we've been feeling probably. Uh, like an un, just like a deeper rooted underlying heaviness. Perhaps time is passing in a way that feels oppressive, you know, highlighting what we don't have access to. I mean, perhaps, I'm sure it is in one way or another. Be gentle with yourself. Make compassion your number one goal. When we have self-compassion, we don't continually respond to our inner, pro inner process with disappointment, shame, guilt, or a general beating up on the self. It's okay if you haven't harnessed self-compassion right now, too. It's a practice. It's a practice that we work at. Keep becoming conscious of the inner dialogue and make changes as you become aware. So Saturn just entered Aquarius at the end of March. So restrictions of freedom in service to our humanitarianism have already become paramount lessons to us this year. However, we've only just scratched the surface on this energy, and now we've got to process it by reviewing it through retrograde until July the 3rd. Saturn shows us where our responsibilities lay, and Aquarius asks us to consider the whole collective as an extension of ourselves. So learning how to share the debts of our experience, share the discomfort, share the healing, share the abundance, sharing the whole fucking thing, learning how to unify and share on a much deeper level is what we are asked to do. Mother's Day can also remind many of a lack of mothering in their lives. Perhaps they had a mother who couldn't love them as they needed, or they've lost their mother. Perhaps the simple fact that we can't be with our mothers on this day can be triggering. The Divine Mother is here for all of us, and all of us have the ability to be a mother in one way or another. So we all need to really honor this energy of the Mother within us, without us, convene with the Great Mother Earth today. Another, and just like show compassion to that child inside who, uh, for whatever reason, if you're feeling separation from the Mother, needs your deep, deep encouragement and understanding and, and, uh, and care on this day. This is another big week, right? We've got another big week uh, ahead of us, too. We've got a lot of big shifts, as we mentioned this month. The nodes shifting, planetary stations, Venus retrograde, and the full moon, they're all going to take precedence. But remember that retrogrades are also routine times. Most of those faraway planets, Pluto, Saturn, uh, Jupiter, they spend about 50% of the time each year in retrograde. Uh, so while the stations can be really intense, the energy around these, these shifts can be intense, the retrogrades themselves are not bad. 
Venus is definitely going to be the most intense of the retrogrades um, as this planet, uh, it's a personal planet, which means it's very close to us. It only retrogrades about every 18 months. So it's more rare that this planet retrogrades. But it's also an opportunity to really heal and an opportunity to learn at a deeper level about what you want and need to love and feel loved in this world, which is a huge gift. And it's something that can really help with the confusion of these times and the frustration of these times. I think if you've been feeling confused about what you want, this is a retrograde that's really going to show you exactly. It's going to clear up those confusions for you. So this week on uh, Wednesday, um, May the 6th at 7 p.m., I'm going to be conducting a full moon circle, um, and uh, you can access all the information about that in the show notes uh, by clicking the link for the, to, to uh, join the class. It'll take place via Zoom, but you'll need to sign up online uh, in order to participate. Um, and uh, basically, we're just going to have a nice online uh, meditation, and there's going to be an opportunity to share a few things. Um, and, and, uh, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to kind of meeting with you guys and convening with you guys. You will need to install Zoom beforehand so that you uh, can participate, uh, and I look forward to connecting with you there. Um, I also um, am wishing you... Uh, all just such a good week ahead if you missed my hour-long performance for the basilica hudson's 24-hour drone you can access that in the show notes as well um it's on youtube i want to thank all of the monthly energy report supporters and patrons uh, who help support the availability of this information via the podcast and my newsletter i love you guys thank you Um, And I look forward to uh, working with you one-on-one or connecting with you via this newsletter and podcast next week. Sending lots of love.